Lovely. Thank you. Well, let's let's start in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to spend together uh, looking at your word and thinking about you and what you want to say to us each individually through this passage. Um, pray just that you'd speak through me and that anything extraneous that I say will be forgotten and anything directly from you will be remembered. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I was waiting to hear an amen, but of course everybody's muted. <laughs> right, so we're continuing um, in this um, chapter 26 of, of Matthew that um, Tim started us off with yesterday. So um, I shall, it's chapter 26. Um, my bit is 42 to 46, but I'm actually going to start just before that because it's all one passage really. So, but I'll read fairly fast. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken away from me but not what I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me one hour, he asked. Yeah, asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer. So um, really, what we're looking at today is Jesus' response as the mob comes and the disciples' response as the mob comes. Three times Jesus asked his father to take it away. We're told that his soul is, is full of anguish to the point of death. We're told in Luke's um, gospel, Luke the doctor, um, that his sweat came out like, like blood. Um, He's absolutely, if you like, at rock bottom and yet determined to do his father's will. Um, and yet when the mob arrives, uh, he doesn't wait for the mob to come to him. He's not cowering in a corner. He says to the disciples, much like a, a mother taking the children to school might say, come on, off we go. Let's, uh, you know, as if it's right, this is part of the day because he's ready, he's prepared and he's ready. And the question arises that when God asks something of us, are we ready? Are we prepared? And the more I looked at this passage, the more I thought, actually, it's just all about relationship. And um, quiet times, you know, reading the Bible, we pray, and then we sort of set off. But actually, our prayer conversation is actually really important because if we were to meet a friend or a family member and go for a walk, and if the whole time on our walk, we were asking them for things, um, 
that's not really a relationship. Whereas if we were seeing how they were, what we could do for them, um, what was on their mind, interested in them, that's relationship and that's what it's all about. Um, so um, if we want to be useful to God and if we want to be ready when the moment comes, we need to be ready. We need to, you know, what might it be that God wants of us? Um, and, and, and for all of us, it'll be different things. But for all of us, we don't necessarily know when those moments are going to come. So um, if it's your desire to talk to people about the Lord, just to sow a seed. We, what struck me is that we have got the opportunity to sow a seed of eternal significance into people's lives. I mean, it's incredible responsibility and it's an incredible joy and it's an incredible thought that actually we could just sow a seed or water a seed that God's already planted through somebody else that actually changes someone's life for eternity. But um, when opportunities come, we don't then have the opportunity to rush off and have a good time of prayer and say, Lord, come on, fill me up, Lord, give me your word. You know, um, my sort of opportunities to uh, um, talk to people really, you know, I'm not working, I'm not taking children's school anymore. I really take it all through taking the dog for a walk. And it's amazing, you get talking to other dog walkers while the dogs are bouncing around. But, um, if you want to speak for God, you've got to be absolutely ready. And, and there are opportunities that come along, you know, obliquely. And sometimes something will come and I'll think, oh, Lord, I could say something here. You know, just something, just plant a seed, just something. Oh, Lord, uh, you know, I can't think of a single word. I feel dry. I feel no Bible verse comes, nothing, you know. And then I go away afterwards and I think, well, Lord, that's a lovely walk today. But actually, I, I could have said something for you there. And I just, I, I missed it. I blew it. And there are other times when when somebody might just say something and I just put up an hour of prayer and I just say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? And, and I just know that something will come and I'll just have that opportunity. And, um, and the difference is in that I've actually spent a bit of time with God as opposed to a bit of a perfunctory, you know, read a passage say an odd prayer or not even that, been too lazy that morning, last few days I've been busy, whatever but it just all comes out of our relationship so I've actually written out some things to say here and I haven't looked at it at all so I will just check <laughs> that I haven't gone um uh that I haven't missed anything wildly um oh yes right okay so the mob comes and and you know Jesus says to disciples come on here they come let's go whereas the disciples they're floundering they're they're complete um rabbits in the headlight, don't know what to do. According to one of the other gospels, um, uh, Peter grabs a sword and he cuts off a, uh, the ear of, of, of the high priest's servant. You know, he's floundering, he wants to do something, he wants to serve the Lord, but, but uh, what? Whereas Jesus just has that quiet authority. He's been with his father, he knows what comes now and he's just stepping out and he's stepping into it. And, um, we have that opportunity to be in that right relationship with God all the time. And it's just up to us whether we choose it and whether we're ready when the opportunity comes. Um, I asked uh, Tim, only texted him this morning, so whether he might be able to play um, Jesus Be the Centre 
as a song and I wonder if we could listen to it and echo the words in our in our heart as we ask Jesus I mean Jesus said when he went to heaven he would send the Holy Spirit the comforter and the empowerer to to fill us in his place so when we're saying Jesus be the center you know we're asking the Holy Spirit to fill us and empower us and ready us for whatever he might call us to.